Good morning. Uh, we're finishing Hanukkah today. Today's the last day of Hanukkah. And for many in the Jewish world, particularly in the Ashkenazic world, they celebrate today Zot Hanukkah in a way that uh, is more significant or more spiritually rewarding than even the rest of the days of Hanukkah. So perhaps it bears mention for us one last Devar Torah and related concept and lesson that we can leave Hanukkah with. The Midrash, at the beginning of Sefer Bereshit in Midrash Rabbah, uh, records the following well-known statement about one of the first Pesukim in the Torah. Uh, is Doresh, each of the words that describe existence in the initial stages of creation. And when it gets up to the words, Vehoshech, that there was Hoshech al Penetehom, the rabbis explained that that Hoshech represents a future difficult time. Vehoshech, Zegalut Yavan, says the Midrash. It was the exile of Yavan, the Greek exile, of course, what we commemorate, what we remember on Hanukkah. Because it darkened, it gave blackness and almost a night aspect to the eyes of members of Am Yisrael because of their decrees. Of course, it's jarring and noteworthy that the darkness of Yavan is in turn countered by the light of the Hanukkiah, the menorah, as it was back then. What were those gezerot of Yavan? What were those gezerot of Antiochus and his people? Shahayeta omeret lahem, because they used to instruct the members of Am Yisrael at that time, kitvu al keren hashor she'en lachem helek be'elokei Yisrael. Right on the horns of a shore of an ox that you have no portion that you have no connection to Elokei Yisrael, to the God of Yisrael. Those are the well-known words of the Midrash. Oh, what do they mean? What's the description of right on the horns of an ox that you have no portion in Elokei Yisrael? It's one thing that they were demanding that we become atheists. It's another thing that they were perhaps uh, setting forth decrees with regards to performance of mitzvot or and making certain that we violate Averot. What does it mean that they made us right on the horns of an ox that we have no portion in Elokei Yisrael. Several of the Mefarshim, Yefeh To'ar, later Maharal in his commentary, uh, Ner Mitzvah, uh, they suggest that that shor is perhaps representative in the eyes of the Hachamim, and maybe even that time period of Heta Egel. A shor, of course, is the uh, parent of the Egel, the calf. And the demonstration, which was set forth, coerced upon Am Yisrael at that time was uh, embrace the fact that you've built a division between yourself and God. Make certain that you ride on the horn of an ox so that you remember <laughs> the sin of the golden calf because that's where you are today, because that's who you are. It still, it still has a question connected to it. What was it about the people that Yavan, that Greece, were looking at in Am Yisrael and saying, you see, this is how you should think about yourselves. You should realize you've abandoned the true God. You've repeated the sin of the golden calf. How was it? What was it that they were hinting at specifically with that demonstration, with that, uh, with that declaration? I would suggest by means of another uh, well-known rabbinic statement with regards to what the particular decrees, what those gezerot of the Yavanim truly were. There are three mentioned three mitzvot which were demanded, decreed upon the Jews of that time period that they violate. 
as is a well-known midrash in several places, that suggests that Shemirat Shabbat, observance of Shabbat, Kivi'at Rosh Chodesh, establishing the first of the month, and Berit Milah were the three mitzvot which the Greeks were most disturbed by, which their decrees were specifically focused upon. What's the common denominator of those three? Well, first and foremost, it needs to be understood. It wasn't a decree against general observance. There wasn't a, a vision and a description from the Greeks that we have a problem with your ritual. It's specifically those three. It's not that we demand that you deny any spirituality that Kiddushah doesn't exist. It's Shabbat, Rosh Chodesh, and Berit Milan. I would suggest quite simply that the common denominator of those three mitzvot is that they demonstrate and represent places where we as people have a responsibility to get involved in order to create and become partners in the creation of Kiddushah. Think about it for a moment. Start with Rosh Chodesh. We learned in the Gemara and Masechet Rosh Shana, Daf Kafdalid and Daf Kafhe, that the Chachamim have a derasha about that pasuk in Vayikra Perik Kaf Gimel, where the pasuk says in Parashat Emor, Ele Mo'ade Adonai Mikra'e Kodesh Ashetikre'u Otam Bemo'adam. And they read the word Otam, not as Otam, them, but Atem, you. The understanding of the rabbis being that the holidays established because of the first of the month is determined by us, by Am Yisrael, spirituality, Kiddushah, the holidays, are determined by us, by our actions. Shabbat is likewise in that nature and that understanding. Ramban Nachmanir's commentary to the Torah and Perik Yotet of Shemot understands the Pasuk of Zachor et Yom HaShabbat Lekadesho as our responsibility to be Mekadeshet HaShabbat, Kiddush on Shabbat, is our partnership with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with Borei Olam, in bringing forth sanctity. Do you follow? Every seventh day is sanctified, receives its Kiddushah, because of our own actions. And of course, Berit Milah, a person born without a Berit Milah, and in turn having one done to them, brings forth to them a certain Kiddushah Yisrael, a certain sanctity. Each of those mitzvot are paradigms, are perfect examples of our, our vision as members of Am Yisrael, what it means to be a Jew. Judaism, in contrast to other religions, doesn't just see sanctity and appreciate it, doesn't just realize Kedushah and bow to it. We're forced, we're compelled by the Torah to become partners in creating the Kedushah. Where's your part in this? That's what most disturbed the Greeks in the eyes of the rabbis. That's the part where they parted ways and turned to us and said, that's where you're getting it all wrong. Your religion might be okay. That aspect where you inject yourself, where you bring yourself to it, that's what we can't understand. That's where you repeat, the sin of the golden calf, of course, was our own self-construction, which took us away from God. We built a calf which competed with God's existence. We brought forth a egel, which was the antithesis of our obedience to God. The claim of the Yevanim in turn was, realize what each of these mitzvot are demonstrating. They're showing that you're not obedient, you're not allegiant to God, you're competing with Him. You're creating contrary to His sanctity, which we can admit to, your own part in this. That's what's inappropriate. Of course, the lesson to each of us in understanding Judaism, in understanding the Torah, 
is that this is part and parcel of who we are as Am Yisrael. To give you just one example that uh, perhaps can demonstrate the point further, the Gemara in Masechet Kiddushin and Daf Lamed Bet, Amut Bet, has a derasha. The Gemara is really in the midst of talking about whether a rabbi, Rav Shemahal al Kibodo, if a rabbi can uh, forgive those who are responsible for uh, honoring them. The Gemara says that a father, a mother, can forgive it. Av shemahalal kivodo, kivodo mahul. The Gemara questions, can Rav shemahalal kivodo? Initially, the Gemara says he can't. You want to know why? Because his honor is bestowed upon him, is deserving to him, not because of himself, but rather because of the Torah that he studies, teaches, and observes. Then the Gemara says, afterwards, at the top of Amud Bet, it says, it's not so. You want to know why? Because the Torah that he has studied, observed, and teaches is as well his. Torah dilehi is the words of the Gemara. Do you follow? The Torah, the paradigm, the greatest example of God's words, of sanctity, of Kiddushah, outside of myself, the Gemara says, it's ours as well. If you've studied it, if you've made it your own, it is your own. The Gemara is Doresh, the Pasuk, from the beginning of Tehillim. The Pasuk says, Initially it says that he is interested, the Ashre Ha'ish, in the Torah of God, but in his Torah, he's studying, he's contemplating day and night. What do you mean his Torah? It becomes your Torah, the Gemara is suggesting. The rabbi's vision of our observance of Torah is one in which it needs to be personalized. Our responsibility as members of Am Yisrael, our responsibility as Jews, is not just to be observers in this world. It's not just to bow to God and to respect His ways, His word, His authority. It's to become partners in His mission. It's to realize that we, as members of Am Yisrael, with Berit Milah, with Shabbat, with Rosh Chodesh, above all, each of those demonstrate that we create Kiddushah, which means that in our own lives, if we become just obedient individuals, just what the rabbi told me to do is what I do. His words are what I listen to and become inspired by without internalizing it and personalizing it. We're failing. We're becoming Greek Jews in such a respect. If we don't realize that the individualization, that our own part in Torah and Mitzvot, our own understanding and identity of what this means and how this affects me and how I can change the world around me, how I can create Kiddushah, through injecting my own part, my own vision, my own perspective. If I can't do so, well then I fail to live up to the objective of Hanukkah. The Midrash which describes how the Yevanim had us writing, En lanu Yisrael on keren hashor, on the horn of the ox, is purpose to have us think about and realize Torah, our connection to God, is so different than others would envision it. Many would see us as personalizing it, as constructing our own golden calf. The claim of the Ivanim was by doing it on your own, by realizing these things, by injecting and creating Kiddushah, personalizing and individualizing Kiddushah and Torah, you've constructed your own Egel, your own golden calf. The response instead of Hanukkah, the enduring lesson is that bringing our own part injecting ourselves to it, making it our own Torah. It's not only a possibility in Judaism, it's an absolute mandate. Baruch Adonai Amen, amen.